and I'll name you Carrot Grant, and I'll name you um, Bunny Mars, and I'll name you Captain Fluffbutt. Oh my God, Jesus Christ, how many fucking rabbits are in here? You know, just one for every episode that we've done. That's almost 80 rabbits. Yeah. <laughs> Those two are having sex. Oh, pain on mind. They've been doing that all day. I think they just created another run. Well, yeah, there's more episodes coming up. Oh, God. Including this one. That's right. We watched The Favorite. It's in the basket. <sighs> the writer's bagel basket. Don't you mean the bunny basket? Oh, shut up. Sorry, you must say hello to little ones. No. It is macabre. Please. No. I love you, but that I will not do. Tear me apart, Lisa! You want to be a farmer? Here's a couple of acres. Jack, I want you to draw me like one of your French girls. How'd you die? No. How old are you? Because you could be 20-something, but you could also be a teenager. We don't have to be me. Because, remember, no matter where you go, there you are. Hi, welcome to Writer's Bagel Basket. I am Scott Kerland. And I'm your wife. <laughs> so, uh, to continue on, you call this romance, more toxic relationships. We've gone, we've spent 500 days with Summer. We have gone to the tribe with the heathers and now we are in the oscar nominated from this year the favorite which <laughs> you'd be surprised that it'd be a toxic relationship well see here's the thing there's elements of it that like teeter on a toxic relationship like it, well it's when like there's a, a love triangle it's always a toxic yes relationship. that's true um and but the fact that it's a lesbian yeah. Love Triangle is something that we've never tr really kind of seen. Like in Chasing Amy, that was, you know, a love triangle from Ben Affleck yeah. and, and Joey Lauren Adams. And then. Yeah, I can't recall any other movies like this where we've had a love triangle like this. Yeah. I mean, it's never been really three women, yeah. which that's just breaking down barriers, but it's such a toxic. Well, also to have it in a period piece is very interesting. Yeah, this doesn't this feels more like a period piece. They're like they're like let's do a period piece, but let's do a period piece that guys would want to watch. What do you guys like? What? It's How? Like, what? Like <laughs> like the the amount of humor in it. Like this feels more like a slapstick comedy than Oh, okay. Yeah, like yeah. like it's like if Judd Apatow made a period piece. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Although I have a hard time with this director. Who who is he? Yorgos Lanthamos. Lanthamos. You say Lanthamos. I, I say Lanthamos. Um. <laughs> I love yeah. him. I I think he's great. Like he, he killing of a uh, sacred deer is terrifying. I like I haven't the lobster. Seen killing of a sacred deer. I've seen the lobster. Barely got through it. It was, I cannot stand that movie. I hate it, hate it, hate it. Hate Just hate that movie. I love that movie. I <sighs> I know. Um, I, there's just, he's a weird director. And I know that's not saying much, but just his style, I just, it's just uncomfortable for me. That's the only way, I, like this out of all the movies he's done, I liked the most. 
Like if I had to, well, I mean, considering I haven't watched Killing of a Sacred Deer. Uh, Killing of a Sacred Deer would disturb you. <laughs> yeah, I know the plot of it. I just, it doesn't interest me. These, it's it's just like these forced scenarios that are just so uncomfortable. So just, they just make my skin crawl. Just like the whole, you know, oh, if you don't fall in love, you'll turn into animals and then you have a second chance at love, but not really because you're animals. It just is weird. Well, not just that, but also like, you don't have to fall in love, but you can never love ever again if you join the anarchists who listen to Walkmen in <laughs> Yeah, and they're in the woods and they've got this like Jonestown vibe going on. <laughs> like You can masturbate as much as you want where the lobster. <laughs> yeah. Pretty um, much. Yeah, and the whole like you know If you get caught masturbating, they stick your hand in a toaster. I yeah, I love how this became all about the lobster. Well, but I no, feel like we need no, to but, talk about No, him. we do. We do. No, I'm just saying like <laughs> uh, Oh Yorgos. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, your ghost. But I think he's such a talented director. Like, like having his movie be in this month makes sense because we're talking about like really weird movies. Like Heather's was a weird director. Yeah. Five Hundred Days of Summer is not a weird director, but it's just like taking every type of cliche independent movie, yeah, art movie, and putting. He did, it, an, he put a very unique. Spin yeah, Mark on Webb it. did that. But like your ghost, he takes something we know like everyone knows like oh it's queen anne so it's going to be a period piece with fluffy wigs and <laughs> especially with uh uh what's his name nicholas um, holt yeah he, he has is my the fluffiest wig he is my favorite you could character. hide so much shit in that wig like just you okay <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> need some water no, we just have too many dogs. Too many. We can never have too many dogs. No. You can have too many rabbits. You can't have too many dogs. No. Um, I was re-listening to old episodes of The Bagel Basket, like from when we first started to uh-huh. see if how it sounded from then to now. And in March is yep. when we started. So we're technically on like our two-year or three-year anniversary. Ooh. Um, Happy day. But I'm always sick in March. I always yeah. have a chest cold. So. Well, also, it's just, it's warm today, and it's been, like, bitterly cold for the last couple days. Yeah. Um, not to timestamp this or anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but, yeah, Nicholas Holt, who, he is, like, the best character in this movie. He is just, I loved him. I loved him so much. Where's his movie? Just him doing this character where he's like... Throwing oranges at naked men. Yep. And uh, when he's... Just his his back and forth with him and Rachel Weiss. Emma Stone. Weiss? I never know. Rachel Weiss? Weiss, yes. Oh, I thought you were talking about... No, in the very beginning when we're first introduced to him. Oh, you mean our little uh, About a Boy reunion? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, is she in About a Boy? Yeah, she's Hugh Grant's love interest. Oh, okay. So it's All just right. weird because yes. she doesn't age. Yeah. She's another one who doesn't age. Nope. Nope. It's, yeah, it's creepy. What is your secret? Well, besides being rich um, and having all the money. Well, Nicholas Holt, <laughs> it took me a minute to realize when I first saw this, because I saw this without you. I saw this with Dwight. <laughs> yes, because given what i experienced with the lobster this movie needed to be vetted like i needed you needed to be the guinea pig <laughs> and i was like you would love this and i guess i was kind of right but also yeah, kind of wrong it was okay like i said i still this director just doesn't 
Yeah. But of eh. this year's best picture nominees. You, you know what? You would get a kick out of this one. I, when I saw this, I, I saw this with my parents. We were at home. I was over there and they watched it. And literally my dad was sitting on the couch and he's like, I don't know if I like this, but I can't look away. What, the favorite? No, lobster. Oh, the lobster. Yeah. I thought you were talking about the favorite. No, but no. Because um, it's like, no, we watched the the favorite. No, no, I know. I'm just saying, uh, you know, and it just, that's kind of how I feel. Well, this is the first film that he hasn't written that he directed. Oh, okay. So it's very different in tone. Good. But it he does very add. good. But he added. He should do that from now on. But he added his own twist by like the blood splatter when she shoots off the gun. When she, oh, like, yeah. Like, it just, he just seems like. A very creepy man. <laughs> no offense, but I don't know if I would like. If I was a kid, I don't know if I would. You know, what that's did the they house call him? I, would... I think they called him the Stanley Kubrick of Greece, and that makes sense. What? He's, <laughs> he's from Greece. He's he's a Greek director. Like oh, his previous. You haven't even seen Dogtooth, which that movie is disturbing. Do dogs get hurt in it? I don't. It's been years since I saw it. I don't think it has anything to really do with dogs. It's Better just... not. <laughs> um, just like how the lobster had nothing to do with the lobster. But he wanted to be a lobster. If he, but <laughs> they never show him as a lobster. Um, uh, there's, no, I but, have so many thoughts on this movie, though. So many thoughts. Well, the whole crux of the movie is that. Yeah, let's let's get into the Rachel plot. Vice has been manipulating Queen Anne. Or I should say, well, there is a power dynamic to their relationship. So we have Queen Anne, we have her confidant friend slash lover, um, who this has been going on for years, yeah, like since they were little who's girls. Played by Rachel Vice. Is her name Sarah? Sarah Churchill. Okay, yes, Sarah Churchill. But she's called like Lady Mulberry. Or yeah, <laughs> I'm just gonna refer Lady to Lady Mycroft, Lady Mulberry. I'm just, I'm just gonna refer to Emma Stone as Lady Emma Stone because <laughs> I forget her character's name. Like it doesn't matter because she's just a peasant's girl. Yeah, yeah, she's a peasant girl who arrived. Like she's a distant cousin. She's a distant cousin of, of Rachel of Rachel Vice. However, her father spent her entire fortune and had to whore her out. Yeah, that's basically the gist of it. Like he like sold her to, as she says, a, you know. Handsy man. Yeah. F- uh, I think the words she specifically used were fat German. Like, <laughs> um, Oh, my love Fräulein, come here and let me touch your booby. <laughs> um, <laughs> appropriate. Anyway, um, so she, but yeah, there, like, that's that's the other thing. The, when she's first introduced, we see her in the carriage, and the guy whips out his dick and, and starts jerking going it at off. it like, like. And there's other people in the carriage too, but they're just like whatever. They're asleep. Well, they're asleep, but also like it's just that's why I have such a hard time with this director. It's because like, how can I take this very normal scene and make it so fucking weird, <laughs> <laughs> so fucking uncomfortable like what's the one thing i can do that'll really just like be like Ugh. <laughs> just he's the he's the king of Ugh. i'll say that that scene could have been a lot worse oh it, i'm sure it could have like 
it could have got this a lot more Vic- graphic. Well, is it Victorian times? Um, French 1500s? Civil War. I don't. I don't. When know was the English French Civil War? I don't know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, England went to war with like France all the fucking time. Like. <laughs> yeah, but I I loved how how. Like this is technically a war movie, but we never see war. Yeah, we never, once. never at all. So, um, so yeah, which was nice because it's like, do we really care? Like, um, it's not the focus of this. So, Queen Anne has like been. I don't want to say manipulated. Does she have syphilis? No, she has gout. Very severe gout. Really, because she, the way she acts is like she has syphilis. Does she have a husband? He died. Okay, because I couldn't remember if she had one. He died because, remember... I don't know if that's the only way... And this is where you said, holy shit, is when she's like, yes, all of these rabbits uh, represent my miscarriages and stillborns. full out come and... Yes. Oh, yes, that's right. Because Emma Stone says, why do you have so many rabbits? And she's like... Yes, I forgot that scene. And apparently the one that they're having a birthday party for is like... Is his name Winthrop or? I don't know. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah. But so Emma Stone, whose name escapes us, <laughs> <laughs> she comes. Is it? Oh, it's Abigail. Abigail. Yeah. Abigail. Abigail comes looking for. Work, I don't know how we forgot that one. And she, she yeah, for, um, <laughs> and she has. Wait, what? <laughs> Your cousin. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> Um, we have family with the name Abigail. Yeah, well, um, yes, this Abigail comes basically to be like a chambermaid, and well, I think she thinks she's gonna just be like, like an assistant, like a handmaid. Yeah, and but like, then she gets put through the ringer. Well, Rachel Vice uh, Sarah is her distant cousin, and so she's come for like help. You know, your name, girl. If we have blood, name it. I did not. Abigail Hill. The Somerset Hills? The one who went mad and burnt his own house down, himself in it. Lost all his money at whist. No one bets on whist. Mm, my uncle was one of a kind. I apologize for my appearance. The staff led me here. A harmless prank of some sort, I suspect. And do you want? I hoped I might be employed here by you. As something. A monster for the children to play with, perhaps. Yes, if you like. <laughs> She's down on her luck. She was, like, kind of an aristocrat but now it's not she's mm-hmm. fallen far so needless to say she starts off very sweet and you can tell she actually does mean it like because at one point she literally she has this moment where she's like i can't i can't do this anymore i can't be this nice person because it's getting me nowhere right it was after i think it was the lie i guess yeah it's the movie's broken into chapters too which is no no not Lie as an lie. I mean, when they they tell her to scrub the floors. Oh no, s- no, it's it's after that. Okay. It's way after that. No, that's she. Yeah, she's like. You oh, know. is it when she talks to Nick Nicholas Holt and he pushes her down a, uh, no, a hill? No, no, it's still after. Because that. that's my favorite scene. I think in the it's whole movie. right after she gets involved with the guy who the aristocrat who's um, hitting on her. Yeah, because he he is. So Nicholas Holt is like, is he the treasurer or? He's part of, so. He's part like, of parliament. Yes. He's, but, but, he represents a different party within parliament. 
But, so like it's like today you have your conservatives, you have your liberals. But he has like a, a manservant who is technically a lord who is played by Joe Alwyn. Alwyn? I have no He's idea. He's from Billy Long's All Long. I know is that all, all they like to do all day is duck race. <laughs> yeah, he or throw fruit at naked men. Yeah. Um again, uncomfortable. But weird. His his buddy we don't know if he's a manservant or his buddy. Um, that kid was the kid who was in that um, Ang Lee movie, Billy Long's Long Halftime Walk. Okay. The one that came out last year or okay. two years ago and everyone's like, oh, this is going to be a big Oscar movie and then it tanked. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I completely forgot about that because it's like you see the trailer and the trailer looked like magnificent. Like like for sure, like this is going to be in the Oscar, you know. <laughs> Yeah, get that Oscar slot, it's, and it's yeah, like, like oh like, yeah, what happened? Steve in that Martin movie? will finally win an Oscar, yeah. and like nothing happened, and everyone's like, oh, this kid is going to be huge, and this was literally like his second or third movie because that movie mm. kind of did. Well, I don't remember him, but either way, like all he, I remember about him is his facial expressions. Yeah, when he's getting, I remember when he she like because I mean I got a hand it to her even in the beginning like um. When she's like first flirting with him, she just kind of slaps him around a little bit. Like she, like she, like she doesn't she know her knows, place, right? But she knows that that's what will appeal him to her. Oh, he's sadistic. so right away. We kind of see like, oh, she's this nice girl, but she's maybe she's not such a nice girl. And, I mean, like all of the relationships are toxic in this movie. Her relationship yeah. with him, yeah. Um, uh. Rachel Weisz's relationship with Mycroft Holmes. Well, actually, like, I mean, Rachel, Sarah's character is very interesting because there are moments where you can see she genuinely cares for Anne or she's putting what I think it what I think it is, is she started out pretending. But then she just after like just so long of pretending, I think she genuinely cares for oh my god i think i like you yeah basically um from crazy ex-girlfriend yeah not trying to take credit for that <laughs> no but like i i think i honestly think she always had feelings for her because they were little uh, girls that's like, true but i think after a certain point like especially growing up i mean in that time it was always like you were always trying to rise up the ranks but so she was a princess like her best friend was a princess so if you look at it this way she's like uh in the princess diary she she's like uh heather mozzarato's character mia thermopolis's best friend yeah who then becomes power hungry once mia becomes comes queen like, did you see the rest of the princess diaries movies i just saw the first one <laughs> Okay, well, that doesn't happen. I know. But <laughs> I, no, I'm saying like... Um, yeah, no, I get what Being the best friend of the princess who becomes right. the queen. I think at a certain point she realized like, yes, I can be friends with her, but I can also Lady achieve my own ends red. through this. Yeah. And she, you would be a fool to watch their relationship and not realize that there is a power dynamic here that she does use and for her own ends yes but it is it's toxic and healthy in a sort of way because she she doesn't bullshit her she no no she doesn't like she come like Anne comes out with this strange makeup on her face you look like a badger yeah she's like you look like a badger turn around i will fix this like just you know 
kind of what every girl needs on a night event before a night out. And when Anne's mad at her, she slaps her across the face. Well, that's not healthy. No, but like... In any relationship. But but she gives Anne the kick in the butt when she needs it. And she doesn't... She knows that Anne kind of likes to be bossed around. At least that's the impression I got. Like she needs direction because she's such a shy... Or person? when she wants attention. Like when right. Anne, Anne is on the windowsill and she's like, I'm going to jump. And she's like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Stop. Stop. Enough. Like, get over yourself. So one thing I want to know with gout. Oh, and also one more one more thing. The, when she's dancing and she right away senses how uncomfortable Anne is. Well, I should say not right away because Anne does make a show of it. But, but she like makes it up to her. And, you know, it, it is a very sweet moment between the two. But with, with gout, is it possible that if you have gout and you eat cake, you throw up? Like, is that a... Th- well, no, that was... She said she had a sugar intolerance. Like, oh, she... Had hypoglycemia? Or? Maybe. Yeah, that could be it. I mean, or, she or, clearly has a lot of problems. She, or <laughs> or period piece diabetes. Yeah. And... <laughs> You could argue that the reason Sarah's so strict about that is because she is trying to keep her around because right. obviously she would lose this position that she's obtained. But also, you know, it can be argued the other way, like she cares for her and she wants to make sure she's in the best of health. Like it's it's with the thing. The reason we're doing this movie is because when with Emma Rachel, Stone. Yes. With Emma Stone. It's that's definitely where it becomes just, toxic. Oh, so because toxic. Emma Stone just cue the Britney Spears song. <laughs> Emma Stone does it to get her way. Right. She does not yeah. care about Queen Anne. No, but she's like like Rachel. She's very good at showing it, which, again, makes you wonder if Rachel kind of started out like Abigail or Sarah's characters kind of started out like Abigail. But then... Let's just say Rachel Weisz and Emma Stone. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, And... I lost my train of thought. <laughs> if Rachel Weisz started out like Emma Stone, yeah, it, it just makes you wonder. But it like I her don't character think so. went a different way. Yeah, I mean, I actually like the resolution of, of Rachel Weisz's character because she's like, "Oh, you think you won? You didn't win," mm. and that can be taken two ways: one, that she's just lying to her, and she actually did win, or two, you didn't win because now you're enslaved. Like, I gave you the Babadook. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, um, like now Anne is kind of a curse. Yeah. Like, going back to the gout. <laughs> I know that's kind of a weird segue there. But was I just wonder if meat was the, like, maybe they were just using it as like an ice pack. But well, like when you get um, a black eye and you put a steak over it, like yeah, in the nineteen. 19- I think they were like because somehow they they thought like the nutrients from the meat, which is like I feel like that's I I don't know much about gout, but I know. Is it is gout another name for scurvy? No, I don't know. No, because gout still exists today. No, I know. Yeah, someone I know who had it very <laughs> recently, and and I was like, how did you get gout? <laughs> <laughs> and uh that i i won't you know name names but i uh, i they had to drink like like sour cherry juice I th- so i think it, it there is an element to it where you have to have like vitamin c mm. and uh oh t- 
don't don't say ew. It was delicious. <laughs> it was it was actually really good. You like sour stuff? You no, it wasn't sour. It was. Tart. I don't know why they call. Yeah, it was tart. Yeah, but I it don't wasn't like, like tart super tart. No, it, it's like natural cranberry juice. Kind of, I prefer that over cranberry juice. Mm. I could take a whole glass of that. Ugh. Can I get gout? No, I'm just kidding. No. But <laughs> it would be but, a great uh, cocktail mixer. Yeah, too. but then she becomes like then Emma Stone becomes like medicine man, and she like well, she, that's where she starts out nice, and then like no, she, I think that was always a power struggle. I I honestly think she was nice in the beginning, and as soon as they tell her to wash the floors, no, no, it's as soon as she sees how Rachel Weiss's character has kind of manipulated Anne or mm. she sees the nature of their relationship and she's like, oh, this is how I'm going to do it. <laughs> like, this is how I do basically, it. Basically, yeah, that's like, this is how I'm going to make my move. Like she sees, like she's kind of offended because she's like, oh, you didn't because she because she starts out admiring her cousin like oh look how you've made your way in the world and it and then she, like just the look on her face that's the vibe i was getting yeah. like the expressions like like also like i need to get well, out of this room yeah the, also also because you're talking about the library when right the library like she shouldn't have been there but also like there was the uh, maybe i'm wrong but the the look she was giving and like the aftermath of it. It was more like, we can do that? Yeah, like basically like, I could, this is okay. <laughs> like, but I, f I feel like the whole crux of uh, Emma Stone's story is the story of a girl who just wants to read a book. Because that's all she wants to do is read. Yeah, she starts out as Belle and then becomes the Beast. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think she starts out as Belle then becomes Gaston. Yeah, that's that's fair. Because <laughs> <laughs> we actually like the Beast. Um, I mean, Olivia Coleman is she? She just won the Oscar for this yep. movie. Yeah, this movie was the. I think it was tied for the most Oscar nominations with eleven, and it I only won for Olivia Coleman. I'm not saying she didn't deserve it, but I just felt like she didn't feature prominently enough in this movie. This is a, a another. Um, if you go back to 2007, this this is another Forrest Whitaker winning for Last King of Scotland where he was the best, he won for best actor, but he was a supporting role where, okay. where she won for best actress and she was a supporting role. Yeah. Because um, she would not have won for best supporting actress. Okay. That was always yeah. Regina King. Right. So, um, yeah. Um, and apparently no one wants to give Glenn Close an Oscar. <laughs> She's no. been nominated for seven or eight no. times. Like, um, why? Why would we? <laughs> but Olivia Coleman, she's just so damn gross and delightful at the same time. Yeah, like, she is very gross in this movie, and I feel like she kind of delighted in that. Like, who doesn't want it? Like, in the middle of well, I mean, I know you have to do oh so many takes, and after mm -hmm. a while it gets gross. But who doesn't want to just slam their fist into a cake and shove it in their mouth? And like. <laughs> She's just walking around like this greasy banshee. <laughs> well, in the end, because after after um, Rachel Vice is booted out of the kingdom, Art sent to live somewhere else because spoilers, she... spoilers. Oh, well, we're talking about it. <laughs> no, Be I know because I I love that the reason why she is booted out of the kingdom is because she gets ugly. No, it, but well, kind it is, of like it that's is. the final straw. Yeah, like so she. Well, let's talk about that because we 
you know. Toxic relationships. Right. Because she tries well, to because overextend she, her power. Yeah. Because she, like, her power struggle with the queen, which is not really a power struggle per se, mm-hmm. but it transitions into a power struggle with Abigail and she's trying to, like, outdo her, but also kind of let Abigail make her own mistakes because she 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 gets cocky because she's like, well, I know the queen best. So you're just a dalliance. Like you're not going to last. And she's always, always going to go back to me. And she doesn't. You're just a flavor of the month. And she doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> her, her biggest mistake, what, what was it? Like uh, we were watching this and I pointed out to you a scene. I was like, that's where she went wrong. When she says that I have all of these letters and if you don't, uh, if you don't do what I say, they might that, end yes, up in the newspaper. Exa- yeah, that's right. That Yeah, that moment where she blackmails her and it's like, no, sweetie, that you just nailed, put the nail in your own coffin. <laughs> You're just. See what she did there? Don't do that. <laughs> yeah, well, it was just because like she was even like she had threatened her up to that point, she had kind of slapped her around. Like she, well, it had, was after she returned and she was all ugly. Yeah, she's played the sweet card. She had played the mean card, and then she played the blackmail card. And you never, like, you never want to play the blackmail card because yeah. it usually it never really works in your favor. It always blows up in your face. <laughs> well, okay. So the weird part about that is like. She blackmailed her, but at the same time, if you think about all the stuff she did, she got her like the best care that she could. Right. She tried to take care of her, but she also had stuff invented for her to make her life easier, like that weird harness horse riding thing. Yeah. Like she did her best and she- But again, it's it's a it's not entirely altruistic because obviously she wants this person to live long and prosper. <laughs> so she can <laughs> maintain it's a it's a what it's not a symbiotic relationship well yeah yeah kind of yeah it's a symbiotic relationship which is weird okay so these people are all all based on real people whether or not it went down like this is debatable i feel like stuff went down like this all all the time back then (laughs) yeah but it just like to see it in like a period piece would be weird yeah like you're not gonna see do we also want to talk, again, with the weirdness, do we also want to talk about the dance they did? We'll get there. Okay. But Sarah is actually a descendant, or she she's an ancestor of Winston Churchill. Well, la-di-da. So that's like, really, because it's the- I was trying to come up with a Winston Churchill quote, and well- Well, la-di-da. <laughs> yeah, no, what's the, uh, we'll fight them on the British. We'll fight them on the land. We'll fight them in the air. I'm trying to do my best, like, bulldog jowls. <laughs> Gary Oldman, John Lithgow. Yeah. Um, no, it's it, she's like, it, it's just weird to think. Which makes sense because you, you see her speak to Nicholas Holt and she didn't, like, you know, when. Well, she always wants to go to war. Yeah. She, well, she know, like, she she's basically like, we've got them on the run. This is like a prequel now to is the not Darkest the time Hour. To, yeah. She's like, we've got them on the run. Now is not the time to show weakness. And Nicholas Holt's like, this This war is draining us of money. People are starving. Like, we can't My powdered continue. wigs aren't going to pay for themselves. And she's like, well, how do we expect to protect our country if we don't, you know? And they both have equally valid points. But the banter between them is so, like, 
not political. <laughs> no, no, it's not. Or maybe it was. We don't know. I mean, I love how he'll do anything to get his way. Yeah. But at the same time, he kind of has a point. Yeah. Like, he... he he's a uh, bad guy, but he's not that... Like, of all of the terrible people in this movie, he's like... He's not necessarily bad for good reasons, but he's not necessarily bad for bad reasons. He just has a mission, and he's just like, I'm going to do whatever I can to complete that mission. These oranges aren't going to throw themselves. Yeah. Oh, he must have been... That poor man must have been so sticky. <laughs> Just another day at the Dream Factory. Oh, another peel. <laughs> How many takes do you think that took of, of just throwing fruit at this naked guy in a powdered wig? With this director, I feel like... 70. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we don't because, have film because anymore. first you have to decide what fruit you're going to throw then you oh, have wait, to decide like how sticky the fruit needs to be, like how it smashes against the wall. But this was on film, so I was wrong. Yeah. Um, they so practiced on a couple of PAs, obviously. Well, I, when, when I saw it the first time, I'm like, please don't move your hand. Keep your hand on your junk. <laughs> oh, oh, there it is. Whoop, there it is. There's the banana. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, like... Actually, it's more of a strawberry. <laughs> well, we, we've... We haven't talked that much about Emma Stone, really, as soon as she gets involved in the love triangle. Like, yep. the way she gets involved in the love triangle is um, well, she's, through the dancing. Yeah. Because her, her and... Um, I, I guess... Okay, so they're in Parliament. Rachel Weisz is in Parliament with, with yeah, uh, Nicholas Holt. Yeah, they're war things. And she sends Abigail and... That's where they have their little rabbit party and you find out 17 fucking, Jesus Christ, 17 fucking kids died. Yeah. Or, or was it 18? I think it was like 18. Jeez. Could she ever have kids? That, no. No, obviously not. Or maybe she had one because she had to have. Oh, yeah, that's right. She did have one. That was the first one. And yeah. then after that, 18 yeah. miscarriages. Yep. Or stillborns. Well, that's like that's kind of like what happened to Cat. I mean, I don't know if it was eighteen, but um, Catherine the Great was it Catherine the Great? No, Catherine of Aragon. Catherine of Aragon, Henry Tudor's Henry the Eighth's first wife. Um, she suffered a lot of miscarriages, mm -hmm. and basically after that, it was an endless parade of women who couldn't give birth to a son. And it's like if you can't, if you can't. Um, if you can't squirt out a kid, <laughs> I kill you. Yeah, you're dead. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, that scene is so depressing. And then, like, they have their little. Um, well, she, the whole thing is Anne is gets really upset because she can't dance, and then, then they, Emma Stone is just like, "We well, got crutches. Can, yeah, you can dance. Like, you know, let me show you how to dance. We'll have a little dance." <laughs> I love the how rabbits can watch. <laughs> <laughs> and then um that's when she's like, Oh well, thank uh Rachel Vice is like, Thank you for your services and she's like Thank I you for your service. <laughs> yeah. She's, I know. Yeah. She's like, I'll be taking care of it and then she's like, Well, I can keep secrets too. And that's one of my favorite scenes. Even if I were the last one left in this wretched place, I would remain a lady. <laughs> You're pretty when outraged. So my secrets are safe with you? All of them. Good. Even your biggest secret. 
Abigail. <gasps> if you forget to load the pellet, the gun fires, makes a sound, but releases no shot. It is a great jape. Do you agree? I love that scene where she just like turns around, takes out the she, gun, yeah, and she shoots her. But it's it's filled with like gunpowder. It's, yeah, it's just gunpowder, yeah. no pellet. But she's just like, you know, watch your tongue. Yeah, watch yourself, bitch. Like, <laughs> I loved that moment. Like, did you know that if you only put gunpowder in the gun, it it still fires a shot, but it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't shoot off the bullet because yeah. there's no bullet in there. Yeah. So, yeah. Watch yourself, McCoy. Watch yourself, McCoy, which is coincidentally yeah, the we name were saying of that. our new fur baby. McCoy. Yes. Stella is no longer an only child. She has a new puppy. Yeah. Brother. And we love him, and he's sleeping so peacefully next to me. But she really should watch herself. Like, Emma Stone. Oh, yeah. So that's when, that like. That should have been, like. <coughs> she was, ba like, that was Rachel Weiss's way of telling her, you're out of your league. Stay in your stay in your place. Mind your place. And then, then basically she doesn't, and she has sex with the queen. Yep. And so they get into a fight, right? And then, and then that's when uh, Emma Stone makes her makes her move. I think. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they have an argument. Oh, or does it take? Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, because then, uh. Emma Stone goes to rub her legs and rub something else. Yeah. <laughs> and and then that's... Not to be graphic. <laughs> oh, it gets graphic. We'll get to that line. A lot of things in this movie are graphic. But what we'll am get, I saying? We'll get to that line. Um, but e Emma Stone, it was her idea to be naked. Like... Yeah. Like, like they're like, oh, like uh, your ghost was like, no, we'll cover you up. And she's like, no. They have to see my boobs because that shows her like, I guess it's a power thing. It's a dominance thing is oh. what she said. She's like, no, to prove how powerful she is, she would show her body to not just the queen, but to Rachel Vice. And like, well, she wants to like, she really wants to drive it home. Like, right. yeah, I'm, you know, I'm the new favorite. Ha ha. I said the name of <laughs> the, the movie. movie. Um, and then she's like, no, what? You're going back to the scullery. Yep. <laughs> and yep. She, so I love how petty and like childish uh, Emma Stone gets. She bashes her fa face in with, is it yeah. a Bible? It's a big book. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's something. <laughs> yeah. So then Les she's Miserables. just, <laughs> she just, she's just sitting there and, and crying out just, to yeah, she just bashes her face in with a book and then she just, you know. Starts. <laughs> yeah, which is not the, like, I feel like with Anne, that's not the way to play it. Oh, but it was. It was, but do you remember that moment where, like, Rachel Weiss kind of pulls her aside and she's like, she's like, Anne, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> you know, this can't last forever. Like, you gotta, you know. Yeah, and that, you're that's. You're only doing this because, like, you're trying to make me jealous. And it's it's working, honey. Like <laughs> Yeah, but but and she's like, get rid of her. And this is where that graphic line she's like, No, I like it when she puts her tongue inside me. Yeah. Hey, well, again, it, that's it, you know <laughs> period piece. <laughs> <laughs> but but like like just just how she says it. It's how yeah. she says it. Yeah, like, it's, like, it's... like like how it's like a little secret. Yeah. <laughs> Like well, she, there's so many things in, like, again, 
whatever he can do to make a scene uncomfortable. And I, I think it's just, again, we're condition he conditions you to feel progressively more and more uncomfortable in this movie. The, the lines are cringeworthy. Yeah. But now the reason why it's here is how toxic is this relationship? Right. But also it's just based on her it on her past trauma and um no no sorry oh mccoy um (laughs) uh and it it is sad because it is based on her past trauma and she does have reasons to want to like i think she feels like if she ascends far enough nobody can hurt her nobody can trade her nobody can you know she but at the same time she's doing that by selling herself in one way or another selling you her. always sell yourself in the end that's basically what yeah. happens yeah that's both and both um uh, sarah sarah and abigail they all sacrifice something in the end yeah um yeah i mean so breaking down the relationships let's go through mm-hmm. there are five relationships in this movie that five. we five yeah. <laughs> There is Abigail, or there's uh, Emma Stone and Joe Alwyn. There is Emma Stone and the and Olivia Coleman. Olivia Coleman and um. Okay, let's just let let's just take it one by one. First one. Okay, so uh, Joe Alwyn and Emma Stone. Very toxic. She's clearly only wants to be with him for power. For power. And he only wants to be with her. Because he doesn't care about her. He just wants something to do. No, I think she's just like, again, she's like the flavor of the month. And he's not used to being bossed around. And he intrigues her. I I don't, there's no romance there. It's just intrigue. Like like he even says it. Like, it's our wedding night. Why aren't we having sex? Because she's trying to figure out how to one up, how to stay on top. Right, yeah. And and she's like fine, and then she pushes him down, and then yeah, yeah, let's not, yeah, <laughs> gets a little handsy, yeah, and all all he was, I said he was meaningless lines and facial expressions, yeah, that's all he was. So then, if we're gonna continue with Emma Stone, let's just say she puts the cock in cock piece. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> Emma Stone and Olivia Coleman, um, again, toxic. She's doing it for power. Uh, there's there's no love there. And the way like at oh, the end where she like she doesn't step on the rabbit, but she just like she it's like she again, she, it's it's a perfect metaphor for how she's controlling, controlling. And like she she just has you know. something under her foot. Yeah. But that's yeah. where that's where Queen Anne realizes she catches on. Right. Where apparently apparently she had a stroke at some Why p- is that line always in this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> no, but she did. She- but she actually had a stroke. And um, is it because she ate all the cake? I don't think it- I don't think it's a stroke. I think it's the gout causing paralysis moving through i don't know how gout works again but i think we are not doctors look at how it it, yeah yeah. look at how it affected her legs so it's got to be working its way up her body um but as soon as she catches on that's when she well that's the moment where she hears one of her children basically crying out. so she decides to dominate her yeah the way she dominated her before which is how the movie ends she's like 
<laughs> rub my legs the way I like it. Yeah, and which we it, all know what that means. Right. But, um... Touch me. Yeah. Um... But Clean which which, night. which is good because it, it was nice to see that the villain doesn't totally win in the end. Right. Like she, it's like, yeah, you may still have your position, but let's not forget I control you. Well, that's one thing that the queen always says. This is where she is toxic in her relationships. She's like, don't forget I'm the queen. Don't touch me. Don't do this. I'm the queen. Don't do this. Like she does that over and over again. Yeah. Where... um. Emma Stone thinks, well, I'm sleeping with the queen, so I'm queen by proxy. Yeah, exactly. Where where Rachel Rachel Weiss knew that it's like, yes, she will always be the queen. This is like she was able to, you know, put herself in a box and knew not to get out of that box. And she only chose battles that she knew she could win. Right. She knew the hills she had to die on. Right. And it was when she tried climbing that mountain. So, <laughs> Rachel Weiss and Olivia Coleman, theirs is slightly toxic, but it's also kind of healthy. It's 50-50. It's 50-50. And I think it's just because we, we're never going to be sure. We have an idea, but we're never going to be, like, you can't, like, I wouldn't bet my life on it. <laughs> I mean, they're not Corey and Topanga. <laughs> just saying. Uh, but... When are we doing that podcast again? Eventually. <laughs> I don't know. It's been three years we've been talking about it. Yeah, um know. no, but but like they're they're not they're not, okay. They're not Rosencrans and Gildenstern. <laughs> if, if we're staying pure at peace. Um no, like they're, they're not, not Stetler and Waldorf. <laughs> that's for damn sure. But th- they love each other, they respect each other, but it's toxic because they kind of abuse each other in different ways. Yeah. Jealousy, violence. Yeah. Um, verbal abuse, Manipulation. but at the end of the day, they do have each other's best interest at hand, right? Or yeah. I should say, Rachel I mean, Vice does. Any relationship, there's always give and take, but it's just where there's a power dynamic where one is a queen and one is like <laughs> a duchess, I guess. You, a lady, she's a lady, right? right that are is she a duchess? It's like if, no, no, she's a lady because it, it's yeah. Lord Mulberry. Yeah, it's like if you're. Of like a principal, and you're married to one of your teachers, like or um, a superintendent married to a principal. Yeah, like, yeah. I I know what you were saying. Yeah, or a uh, uh, you're a you're a manager, and you're dating one of your coworkers. Like it's <laughs> there's, but that's what I'm saying. Even if the relationship is genuine, you'll always have that question in your mind. Right? Did I earn this? Is this? Yeah. So um yeah, and then we have uh. Rachel Weiss and Mark Gatzis. They oh, well, I mean, what little we see of their relationship, it seems like they're It's the happy. most healthiest one. Yes. Because she does see... love him. Yes, I think I think she does love him. But it's in a toxic way. because she's having an affair. Yeah. But hey, we don't know if he knows. Maybe he's okay with it. Maybe like he he reconciles that, well, this is how my wife this is like I have my job and my wife has her job. Are you I saying- don't care how she brings home the bacon or the duck in his case. <laughs> and then the final one is I am convinced that Nicholas Holt and Joe Alwyn's characters are banging each other. 
Yeah, they're they uh, have they're they throwing ha- fruit at each other. If you know what I yeah, mean. Yeah, they they have a weird relationship. Like the way and they. It's not just because it, like it's clear that that Nicholas Holt is, is a fop. Yeah, he's he is. He's a gay, the most yeah. delicious fop. It's, like, it's ver- he it's very clear that he is a gay man. But in like we're not please, saying that please he is the Scarlet Pimpernel. <laughs> and we're not saying that just like like just because he has a close male friend that they're dating, but it's just some of their... Well, there's the scene where Joe Alwyn comes in, or I think I'm saying his name right, but he comes in in the powdered wig, and I... I there was, like, they mentioned, like, going to bed together. Something like point. that at one point. Like, like there was an like there was some small nugget. It's, it's, it's in that scene. It's after. So, yeah. So he gets dressed up in a powdered wig, I believe that it was Nicholas Holt who dressed him in the powdered wig and the yeah. makeup and got him all gussied up. And then he's like, go get her slap on the butt. Yeah. And then at the end, he says, let's adjourn to bed. After I mean, he, he could have just meant like, let's go our separate ways. But- no, no. They actually have a, a surprisingly healthy relationship. Yeah. Go figure. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. It's it's Rachel Weiss and Mark Gatzis and and Nicholas Holt and uh yeah, Billy they're, Long's they're the Long. <laughs> they win the trophy. Yeah. I mean, okay, so the solid gold cupid doll, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> so like but is this film the most toxic that we've talked about? In terms of certain relationships? Cuz we took of the the movies we're doing, so, so Heather's that was pretty bad. Like people died. <laughs> and, I mean, Rachel Weiss's character almost dies in this movie. Yeah, she almost gets sold into prostitution. <laughs> yeah, because I I love oh, and if there's a sixth relationship, this is the platonic one. It's of the prime minister and Rachel Weiss. I forget the guy who plays it. the Ugh. the one who saves her, the one who always has her side. Okay, like that's that, because she's a member of his party, right? Yeah. But but he has nothing but respect for her. Right. So like that's a sign of a good relationship too. Um but, but he- well Heather's people die. A but lot also, of people die. So but Christian Slater is in love with her but wants to kill her. Because he's a sociopath. Yeah, like and, that whole like I it's a very destructive like I love you but I have to kill you because I love you. Yeah. Like I have to destroy you. 500 days of summer. That no, that's very low on the list because it's a natural progression. There's no violence. It's just two people trying to figure it out and can't. There is violence. He destroys all of those IKEA plates. <laughs> those poor those poor poor plates. Those poor innocent IKEA. What did they do? What did they do to deserve such treatment? <laughs> those poor flirp and derpins. <laughs> is that what we call plates now, flurp and derpins? No, because it, it's Ikea and they have weird names oh, like yes, Flurg right. and Schnurpin. The Hugen. The Hugen. Um, so this is the third one we did. <coughs> I feel I would definitely rate Heather's because... At the top? Yeah, because people are getting purposely killed. Whereas in this, it's just a, an escalation. Like it's, it doesn't It's start, not personal, it's no, business. No, it's, it's business. And... It, it it does escalate, but it's because they're feeding off of each other. And but sleeping your way to the top is pretty toxic. Yes, but no, but you know what's more toxic? Killing people. Yeah, killing people with corn nuts, <laughs> <laughs> and and shooting someone and chasing after them, like <laughs> to shoot them. Yeah, like that's pretty bad. But then, like, so it goes: Heather's the favorite, 
500 days of summer. Okay. I can I can live with that for now. For now. For now. What's the next one? <laughs> well, I'll tease that in a bit. Um, I'll tease it? I'll tease it at the end. We still have a couple more minutes. It's not nice to tease. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I will say that like the, the metaphors and the symmetry that they have in this film, like the way they bookend things is actually pretty rewarding. But yeah. it's also incredibly upsetting. Mm. Like we we talked about it earlier when um when she's fir- when Emma Stone first starts shooting ducks or when they first start quail hunting is it quails? They're killing something. It's like doves, pigeons. Yeah, they're killing something. All manner of she, birds. She can't hit anything. No. And then when she becomes powerful, she kills one so hard that it explodes all over Rachel Vice's face. Which that is a metaphor. Yep. If I've ever seen it. Hey, Rachel Vice, everything blew up in your face. That's that's I feel like that's, you know, what this month is about. Yeah. Shit blowing up in your face. <laughs> I mean And by shit we mean love. <laughs> I mean And by love we mean murder. <laughs> if she could And by murder we mean IKEA well, plates. Well Emma Stone. Emma Stone was trying to murder her mm. by poisoning her. Yeah. Well, she, no, she said no because she got worried. She did get worried because she said it was just supposed. Like, she, there's a scene where she's like pacing and she's like, "It was just supposed to make her sick." Like, it wasn't. Uh, yeah, I, I know that's what she says, but there is well, probably well, what she's. I think it's because she doesn't know what happened that she's freaking out because it's like, well, she could be alive and she could. Uh, like she could be plotting right, right now she could be like it's a snake just you know right receding into the darkness and you don't know when they're going to strike it's because she doesn't know what happened that she's terrified right i think she did want her to die i truly believe well she either wanted her to die or to bow out gracefully right but neither of which was going to happen right so i mean also emma stone is actually the most toxic person in here oh yeah um, not in real life, I hear she's lovely, but <laughs> but in this movie because mm. um because she manipulates the queen so much to believe that the person who she's known since they were like seven years old mm. would steal from her to get her way, mm. like that that right there. Emma Stone is such an evil genius. Mm. Yeah, I mean, so yeah. Bagel time. Yeah. Bagel time. It's bagel time. So, at, if you, if you're new basket. if you're new to the podcast, A, thank you for listening. And B, we have a scale here. We have a normal scale is 1 to 10, 1 being shit, 10 being great. Here in the bagel basket, we have a scale of 1 to 13. 13 is great, 1 is still shit. <laughs> and instead of it being numbers, it's number of if, bagels. If you had to like put a bagel, like an actual bagel, being the best bagel at the top and one being the worst what would you put what would, what would be flavors the worst ba- yeah flavors um for me the best bagel is an everything bagel i guess or yeah. or if you live in in massachusetts we have something that most bagel bagel places don't have we have something called a spinach dill bagel which is Ooh. oh so good i don't know about that it's not like dill pickle it's okay. like it's like i know what you're talking it's about it's the herb the, the, uh, i'll have to try it like for a savory yeah, bagel. but you don't like savory. No, I'd, I've had savory bagels before okay. for like lunch. So, a worse bagel? Oh. Uh, I'm gonna get a lot of flack for this, 
from our friend Mallory, who Uh-oh. is actually salt bagel. A salt bagel. I mean, it is bad for you. But I bet she likes it. But they're I'd... good. But they're like a sodium bomb. Okay. Well, then let me go with my original choice. The worst bagel, and I think this is gross. I'm fine with sweet bagels, but a chocolate chip bagel to me is disgusting. I've had chocolate chip bagels. Like, I didn't know. Like, I thought it, because they look like raisins, I can't tell. Yeah. Like, when they're mixed in there, it just looks like a cinnamon. Like, you can't tell. Yeah. It's just, there's not a lot you can mix with it. So, 13, because because I love Mallory and she is one of our closest friends, she is our joint best friend, I would say, for her sake, the worst bagel is not salt. It is a chocolate chip bagel. Yes, because it's like it can only be a dessert bagel. It can only be, and you can't really put cream cheese on it because the cream cheese doesn't really mess well. With- you would have to get like a cinnamon cream cheese yeah. or a chocolate chip cream no, cheese. even then. Then you would then. have to go with the chocolate chip cream cheese. Yeah, though, yeah. Which is, that's it can just, o- It can ugh. only be one thing. Yeah, basically you have a cookie covered in cream cheese. Basically, yeah. So on a scale of... <laughs> on a scale of everything to chocolate chip <laughs> <laughs> but yeah how many bagels are in the basket um how many have been taken i out? mean you know i don't like this director i really don't but you didn't not like i didn't the... not i mean <laughs> i i don't not not like this movie <laughs> i didn't not hate this movie if I, I'm not going to be a, in a rush to watch this movie again. I, I would be. I, I just, I I get so uncomfortable watching his okay, movies. Like, how about for the month on a scale of one to 13 bagels for toxic relationships? For toxic relationships, we're at like a 10 because there's just so many things you can pick apart and there's so many, like there's so much bad behavior. Mm. But now over, overall, your overall, in terms of the movie, I got to give it six. And I'm taking a lot of points, mainly for just the guy in the carriage just jerking it. like <laughs> Straight out jerking I just, it. I just, oh God, I just did not need that in my life. Ew. Um, yeah, ew. Um, and just um, others, because I have so many questions about gout now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, and just because, uh, and I mean, this movie was salvaged mainly by Nicholas Holt. Let's be real. <laughs> he yeah. he was he was my favorite. I could have watched him. I wanted more of him. I really want to and see his big, 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 big puffy wig. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird because I'm. I wonder if the guy who designed Brian May's wig, the guy who played Brian May in Bohemian Rhapsody, designed <laughs> Nicholas Holtz, thing. or the guy in um, Marie Antoinette. The there's that one scene during the montage where like yeah, he but that makes came out, her hair. Yeah, but that 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 came out in 2007. No, I know. I'm. I'm just I'm, saying. I'm just wondering if the the wig designer. There's always that one wig designer who's just over the top. But he's the Balenciaga of wig <laughs> of wigs. <laughs> So, okay, if we're doing it this way on toxic relationships, I think Heather's was like a 13. That was the perfect example of like a bagel basket toxic relationship. Mm -hmm. This is below that. I would say so this is an 11, 11 or 12. Mm. (laughs) But for me, for me, this is still an 11. 
I I think the movie itself. The movie itself. I oh, love. Okay. I so love it's, this. It's more of an everything. This is no. Okay, so this would be even even all the rabbits. <laughs> I actually like that. I I, I it was no. Just, I like it. Makes sense, and it's it speaks to her character, and it's very sad. But it's, but it shows you why she is the way she is, right? <clears throat> like okay. Yeah, but still, 11. So if 13 is an everything bagel, Mm -hmm. I would say a 12 would be a spinach dill. And then an 11 is my third favorite bagel, a garlic bagel. But So this is 11 garlic bagels. like an onion bagel? I thought onion bagel is like everybody's favorite. It is, but I don't see... I like garlic over it. Yeah, okay. This is your podcast. You make the rules. Yeah. No, but... But normally it's it's how many bagels are in the bagel basket, not yeah. what kind of bagels. But this would be a, eleven bagels are left. Yeah. By the way, I noticed I in- <laughs> I always hesitate to say my name at the beginning of the. I don't know why that is. I'm always like struggling. Like I'm somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I do that. It's like a nervous tick. Like, like I say my full name, Scott Curlin. Everyone knows that you're my wife. So it yeah, it's, and it's not like you know I'm I can only be defined by my marriage to you like I just but it's just like I I don't know why I'm so hesitant about it I don't know why it's such a nervous tick because you like your privacy I do like my privacy is <laughs> why I do podcasting and not like you know video blogs or vlogs or right. whatever they're called maybe next time we'll do I'm Haley and Scott Curlin. <laughs> <laughs> There we go. <laughs> so, so um, if you want to watch our next movie, our next movie to end out this, it's probably coming out on April first, but that doesn't go into the theme of of the month of April. It's just mm-hmm. because that's just the way life works. Yeah. <laughs> um. So our final toxic relationship is one of. Uh, I feel bad about doing this one for toxic relationships, but it's one of my favorite movies of all time. Mm-hmm. It's High Fidelity because I love John Cusack, but his character. There, there. <laughs> but his that's gross point blank. Oh, never mind. High Fidelity is the one where he owns the record. Store. Not murder. <laughs> but his relationships in that movie are so toxic. So if you want to watch that, I think it's still on Netflix, but you might have to rent it. Um, it could still be on Amazon Prime, but. If you need to rent it, Voodoo, Amazon Prime, and iTunes, it's available. Mm. So until next time. I'm Haley. And I'm Scott Curlin. I did it. <laughs> All right, we can do it. We can do it. Uh join. So we'll say it at the same time. I'm, I'm Scott. <laughs> <laughs> so until next time, I'm The Queen. <laughs> Damn it, come on. <laughs> Take this not so seriously because we're okay. just... Until next time, I'm... A dog mom. <laughs> God damn it. Until next time, I'm... Gout. Your gout. gout foot. You just scared. You just scared our dog. I'm, he's not scared. He's just wondering what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time, I'm... A podcaster. <laughs> I'm Haley and Scott Curlin. Bye. Bye. Bye.